0: This week, PSG's season has continued to deflate like a discarded balloon. Though the league is won, the Coupe de France is lost, Ben Arthur has had his glorious revenge, and Neymar's in trouble again. So where do we go from here? What's brought about this sudden decline in form? And are there any reasons to be cheerful? I'm Matt, and this is PSG Talking. L'histoire de Jesse James Comment il vécu comment il est mort ça vous a plu hein vous en demandez encore hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of psg talking or as uh, we're referring to it this week the psg supporters anonymous help group uh i've got two uh two of our regular panelists here with me today to join the uh, group therapy session uh first um <laughs> i've got uh kose espinosa kose how's it going
1: hello hello everybody happy to be here
0: yeah it's good to have you with us uh, for this uh, happy occasion and, uh also, all the way from uh, the Bay Area, we've got uh, Guillaume Delaporte uh, sporting a beautiful PSG baseball cap. Guillaume, how are you?
2: Hello, everyone. Happy to be here.
0: Excellent stuff. Um, right, so we're going to look back on the last few weeks and uh, try not to uh, try not to get too suicidal about the team's form. Uh, PSG actually played a game earlier uh, today just before we started recording and lost three-two uh, to Montpellier, which we'll come on to in a little while but um we'll start by going back to the weekend and the big match which was the Coupe de France final um it finished PSG 2 Ren 2 uh after extra time and Ren took the match on the uh, on penalties um it started pretty well for PSG for those of you who didn't see it we raced into a two goal lead a really lovely goal from Dani Alves continuing his own sort of uh, personal goal of the season competition that he seems to have started in the last few weeks a really brilliant strike uh Neymar was back in the team and made it 2-0 uh but then after that it all started to go wrong uh Ren pulled it back level Mbappe was sent off and as I mentioned uh we lost the penalty shootout so uh yeah PSGN the season without a domestic knockout cup for the first time since 2013 uh and it sort of sums up how it's been going in the last few weeks but um I'm just going to start off by asking you guys for your thoughts on the match how it went and um what what you made of our performance, if we can start with uh, Kose.
1: Yeah, sure. And um, kind of what we were talking about before, before the call. Um, you know, I wanted it to be the glamorous final. I wanted Lyon to go through. I wanted it to be, you know, the last great game of the season. I was really looking forward to it. Um, and it was kind of a disappointing the whole way through because when we started playing, PSG was playing incredible football, really intense. Um, Everyone was uh, driving forward, running forward, and Ren were absolutely nowhere to be seen. Um, But then suddenly Dani Alves scored that beauty of a goal, and then Neymar scored his own beauty, and within 25 minutes, we were already winning 2-0 and running with it. Um, And I was kind of disappointed at that point, because I was happy that we were obviously going to win the Cup. Obviously, that's what I thought. Um, But then... I was also disappointed because it wasn't the match I thought it would be. Um, but then I guess you have to be careful what you wish for because <laughs> after that campaign goal, um, PSG just looked lethargic and slow possession and got cut out by Ren several, several times. Um, it was like watching the same show it repeat itself every 10 minutes. Um, of course, the equalizer had come. Um, and then after that, Uh, I think we all knew we were just dragging out the inevitable. And it was very disappointing to see one of the biggest trophies um, kind of had become our thing. Ren, like like I said before, is a team that I've been watching them a lot this season. They're really talented. They have a lot of potential. They have a nice team, a nice squad. Um, But when they start going down, they usually slide all the way. And it happened against Betis. It happened against Arsenal. And I thought it was going to happen against PSG. Um, but, you know, big disappointment. Sad that we couldn't take the last uh, big and, for me, one of the most important trophies of the season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I think, like, I'm the Coupe de France is one of my favourite competitions uh, just in terms of, you know, how it always plays out. It's always a really interesting draw and you get some good underdog stories with the smaller teams uh, doing well and getting to the latter stages. And it's really... I always feel sad when we don't uh you know when we don't win it basically because I it's one of my favorite competitions but I don't know if that's really a sort of common view these days obviously PSG have got have got bigger fish to fry. Um Guillaume what did you make of the game and how important is the coupe de france in the grand scheme of things do you think uh is it something that we're going to look back on and sort of regret the the final or will it be quickly uh, forgotten?
2: Oh, what a a season so far. Um, Yeah, of course, the Coupe de France is is loved by any French fan. It's a a special competition because I think something like 3,600 clubs started and only one wins it and it's full of surprises. You've noticed how differently the teams play against us in Coupe de France, like they believe.
0: Yeah,
2: And uh, that makes the, I mean, any team, they will give everything they have. Um, so winning it all these years was uh, of course we have uh, in quality much better players than than most other teams in France but still winning it back to back to back to back was an achievement Um, losing it I don't find it um, catastrophic or outrageous that we lost the Coupe de France final on penalty kicks considering how well we, we did in the penalties too. I mean, yeah. you know, we did what we could uh, against Rennes. Um, but to give an answer on the, this particular competition and the way we played, you have to look at what has happened at Paris Saint-Germain for the past few weeks. Um, everything has happened. There's um, the, the list of injuries was absolutely incredible. Um, we had the thinnest bench of any professional team in France. Um, there's probably a little bit of a, you know a tension in the locker room right now, and it's clans and all. And when things are bad, this can possibly make things worse. Um, and also, well, we, you know, after the the Manchester fiasco um, and winning the the title, I think mentally. The team stepped down too. So other teams, they feel they smell the blood. We've been we've been bullying all these teams all these years. We've been humiliating them, and then suddenly they see, oh my God, Leeds destroyed Paris Saint-Germain, and then oh they they struggle so much against Strasbourg. and then the last team, no, they smell the blood and they leave all they have. And the the stadium is on fire. The fans are... Now, now we're talking. Too bad our team is completely beat up and we don't have the bench to to, to help. But now we, we know what real competition is, isn't it? Because now we're, we're exhausted. We're not there mentally anymore. And uh, it's a reversal of roles. Now we've been bullied. And... Um, we also see a lot a lot of things are coming to the surface. I mean we we all have discussed what I'm about to say all these years in our podcast and it's been discussed on forums and in and, and the media. We don't have a midfield. And we don't have we don't have physical midfielders. And then on top of it when we lose the guy we've been blaming a lot, Thiago Silva, yeah, he's not the best captain but we see the difference with Thiago Silva and without Thiago Silva. Look, all the goals we've, we, 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 we've, we've been scored on all, all, the, the past few weeks. He's not around, he's injured, he's gonna have surgery now. A lot of things are happening, and um, it's uh, the, the, the hysteria in the forums and in the media. Oh, they keep again, Paris humiliated again. No, we just lost 3 2 away. Uh, with half a team. It's not being humiliated. It's, it's, it's a difficult time, for sure. Yeah, it's a difficult time. But uh, there's a, I, I see a lot of... In the, in, in the negativity of it all, I see a lot of positive things. This is great. In a way, it's great we lost against Rennes. Rennes really needed to, um, to win that game because they wanted to go back on in Europa League. Apparently, they loved it. and all. That was their only way. They gave us a challenge... Um, they, there was a tactical adjustment by the coach to tighten the lines and he smelled that we were running out of steam and they made it worse. And, that's, and then Pembe, which is a new factor in our problem <laughs> now. Um, and then they turned things around and we could have you know, uh, we could have won that game. There was a, a, a post again by Mbappé. So, yeah. you know, am I sad? We lost, of course. I love the Coupe de France. Is it outrageous that we lost? No. Are there clear reasons why? Yes. Um, And then we lost again. Same thing. We start really well. Yeah. We play well. We score amazing goals. and Out of steam. I think... um... Completely out of steam. Out of steam. No juice. Zero juice. Zero bench. Well, when you play against extremely physical guys who smelled the blood, we're like, oh my God. Are you telling us there's a chance
0: yeah there's a chance they take it and they beat us this is it yeah, yeah, completely out of juice uh, I think uh, we all feel a bit we all feel a bit like that uh, as this season sort of drags on uh, towards a uh, towards an unsatisfying conclusion. I think it's really interesting that you say that, and I think the mental side which you both brought up is i mean we've talked about that a lot on this podcast as well before, but it's quite common in a struggling team that they start really well and It all seems like it's going to be fine. I mean, I I watch Cambridge United in England, who are absolutely terrible all the while. But it quite often happens. You see them for 10 or 15 minutes, and they're like, oh, we look like a functioning football team. We're going to win this. But then as soon as something goes against them, it all falls to pieces. And it kind of... Even though PSG are obviously a massively expensively assembled squad, it really feels like that at the moment. that like, one little thing goes against them, and they're completely gone mentally. I mean, and I think... You know, it's it was a penalty shootout loss at the end of the day, like you say, and we drew the match. And um, it's not the end of the world. It just sort of, mm-hmm. I think, it adds to the uh, it just adds to the sort of feeling of sort of deflation around the club at the moment, which inevitably leads to all the sort of off field stuff becoming more hyped oh, up no, and no, sensationalised. I mean, it start. but I think the,
2: history, the media everywhere. Uh, yeah,
0: I know. Yeah. Come on. Let's I know. But that's PSG though, isn't it? I think you'll testify to this as a uh, supporter of uh, probably yeah, more sure. years than me or Kose, that it's always been a bit know. of a soap opera club even before we had the, the money. Of course. I've never left, you know, yeah. I've never it. Yeah. I mean, I
2: don't think the club is more of
0: a soap
2: opera club than
0: history. Yeah. but
2: the media and the
0: well, anyway, I think the other um the other sort of notable incident from the match which uh well apart from like Ben Arthur um having a lovely time, which I even though uh, <laughs> even though it was uh, quite cringe for us, I really enjoyed it because it's just like he you know, it was sad how it went with him. I mean he was useless for us, but he probably didn't deserve to be frozen out for a whole year, so I'm glad well, that he enjoyed you know what's it. Sadder? What? Uh, and, uh keeping your nice. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the other thing to mention was the um, obviously the Neymar incident with the, uh, I'm going to say fan in inverted commas He I'm not sure that he was a fan really to be honest um, there's just some guy who was winding up the PSG players as they went up the stairs and uh, Neymar got into a bit of a tussle with him and is now likely to face a fairly lengthy ban I should think people are talking about five games, so I don't know if that's confirmed mm-hmm. yet um, obviously we've had the, um, incident with the, uh, comments on Instagram as well, which has hand, led to him getting a free game ban, uh, from UEFA for European competition next season. Um, I just wanted to get your sort of, sort of feelings on Neymar, his behavior. I mean, do you think, because I always feel like if people, if fans are having a go at players, then I don't really mind that much if players have a go back. I'm not sure that he should be getting physically involved, but I don't really it never offends me as much as it does some people when they, you know, cut their ear to the crowd or shush the crowd or what have you. Obviously Neymar's probably taking it over the line in this instance. But um yeah, what do you think of his behaviour? Do you think it's justified? Do you think he needs to pull his socks up for next season, bearing in mind his status and his um you know placing the team he's got to be one of the leaders of the team and he, it's obviously not the best example to set to his teammates um so yeah i just really what your feelings on neymar and his sort of his general demeanor uh kose uh what did you what did you make of his behavior
1: um so well first to start off with ben Arfa. <laughs> yes yeah um I did see his post-match press conference on how he was talking about. I think he made that comment. That's like, yeah, we were, you know, it was a great game. Um, we came back, we had a remontada, but they're used to that already. Yeah. He was just basi- uh, he just
0: basically spent about five minutes trolling NASA, like sort of constantly, just sort of like getting the digs in, which was quite funny. I thought, but anyway, you got to laugh, haven't you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, totally. And in that sense, I think in that sense, I agree with you. I think, um, well, I never agreed with his transfer. I thought he should have never come. I was yeah. never happy they got him. Even though he's an incredibly talented player because he is. He um, can be. Uh, yeah, he can be. He can be. And I was happy for him because I I think that he, for all of the bad decisions that he has taken in his career, um, he's managed to, uh, you know, keep pulling through, keep saving uh, saving his his saving his name, um, but at the end of the day, he was uh, the free roamer at that Ren team, and he's been incredibly important for them this season. So you yeah. know, kudos to him on coming back to a team and winning a national trophy and playing for Europe and playing for one of the top leagues in the world. So you know, I am not ha- I'm not happy that PSG lost, and I'm not exci- excited particularly about the way he talked with about the club, but. You know, kudos to the guy. Um, There is something to be said about that effort. Yeah. Um, and And then, you know, moving over to Neymar, I think I absolutely hate when players, they shouldn't even watch the fans, in my opinion. I think players shouldn't even... I don't like when players celebrate with the fans. I don't like when players get close to the fans, talk to the fans, shout to the fans. I think players are in a field for ninety minutes, and they come in, give a show, and they should come out. Um, what I think, Neymar, I know it's not one hundred inherently his fault. Um, there are many people that are out for Neymar every day. He can catch a break. Um, he's being faulted for so many things that don't, don't even fall into his realm. So I can understand his frustration. Um, I can understand his frustration of not being able to play in the biggest matches for his for his club, uh, of not being able to to prove everybody wrong. Um, because I knew at the moment he left Barcelona, he wanted to do that. He wanted to prove everybody wrong. He wanted to prove to everybody that he was gonna be the man for the job. Um, and he hasn't he hasn't been able to do that more than than because of lack of talent. Because there just hasn't been an opportunity. And I think that I understand that frustration, but I do not accept um, that he's getting physical with any any person that's in the stadium. Um, and I think it's completely unacceptable behavior from someone who should be one of the leaders of the team, like you said.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it just it just sort of feeds into the narrative around Neymar, like you say, which I think a lot of it's unfair, but he does... That kind of behaviour, you know what it's—you know the sort of headlines it's going to generate from people for whatever. If you think they've got an agenda against him, or you know, whatever, or if you think it's fair, it, either way, it's going to generate those headlines. And uh, it certainly wasn't very advised. Um, uh, Guillaume, are you sort of what sort of role are you expecting Neymar to take in the team next season? Do you think he's got the qualities to lead the team and sort of get us out of this sort of? That we've been stuck in in terms of the champions League, i mean what or is his behavior gonna stop him from 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 taking that sort of position in the side uh, yeah, so I don't have much to add that
2: corset said yeah it's it's bad, but the 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 guy is under a huge amount of pressure uh it's he was given paris saint germain. That's his first team, really. Um, And back-to-back injuries. Two seasons in a row. It's easy for us to say, Oh, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. He did it. Dickhead said something to him. The guy was insulting every single yeah. version player. That's why I didn't and want to uh, say that he was a yeah. Ren fan,
0: because it just seemed like five. he was some hanger on who just wanted his little moment in the spotlight. He was you
2: a, know. a friend of a Ren player.
0: Yeah, that's it,
2: yeah. Well, yeah, he shouldn't have done it. He did it. Um, good news. He's going to be suspended. Five games. Five league <laughs> 1 games. This is awesome. <laughs> five, five games, he's not going to get injured, guys. This is great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. how I'm looking at it too. This is wonderful. <laughs> the the real dumb, stupid thing was, you know, going on Instagram and insulting the ref. Um, that was that was bad. So he needs a um, yeah, he needs a little sur- adult supervision for that because now he's suspended three games. Yeah, instantly, and this is bad. But we've proven in the past that we are not a cup team. We are a league team. So we do great in the first uh, phase of the Champions League, where it's a league. Then we suck. So if he's suspended there, and he will be, also he's not going to get injured. And if the team is doing much better, if if the, the, the coach of this team is given what he needs, a, a minimum of what he needs, and we Can allow themselves, ourselves, to be a little optimistic. It could. You see all the stars lined up. They line up perfectly against us. These two seasons. It's incredible. Um, It doesn't stay like this. It can't. You you can get stuck in a ditch, but you don't stay stuck in a ditch. Things change, and we're going to get unstuck, and the the alignment is going to go away. And maybe the stars can realign properly. So far, I haven't seen signs that it's going to be the same thing next season. I don't believe I, 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 cannot, I cannot believe this level of negativity is sustainable. And is, it will be sustained by the powers that be in this world. There's no way. So... And it keeps happening. Neymar suspended in, 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 in the league, suspended in Champions League, Kim Pembe, oh my God, Kara, Jago Silva injury again. <laughs> At one point, this is going to stop. And um, I think it's going to stop next season. And if we have time, I'd be happy to,
0: to give my five cents on that. Four, I like it. This is the old Guillaume's yeah. coming back. The optimism is, uh, the optimism is flowing. And, uh, I don't know if
2: it's just stupid optimism. I've seen, I've seen strange stuff happening. We all have, right? <laughs> we we can agree that it, things never last. Bad things never last. Good things never last. We've had a lot of bad things
0: yeah. happen. It's We're, not going to last. We certainly do some good things. So I think that's certainly true. Um, I yeah yeah. I think that's quite a nice segue into our um, sort of discussion of our general league form. Uh, over the last month or so. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, PSG lost 3-2 to Montpellier just uh, a little bit earlier. It was quite a sort of um, mix and match lineup, But even so, um, Suleiman Kamara scored the winner. I mean, he's literally older than me, so he has no business uh, scoring a goal against PSG. And um, they had Hilton in their team. I think it's probably older than you, Guillaume, as well. So um, uh, and we still managed <laughs> uh i'm joking obviously um so uh
1: but not only is he starting he's making team of the week yeah i
0: know it's mad isn't it you have to take your hat
1: off to that guy
0: he's a, he's a great player yeah absolutely it's, he's a, a pillar of league one all these yeah, years yeah same level all the time he's impressive yeah it's weird to have someone there who's like basically been playing in league one pretty much ever since i've been watching it like seriously uh-huh. there's not many of them left um so yeah I mean that's our sort of um, I think it's our third defeat in five league games we've picked up four points from a possible 15. Uh, obviously during that time we've been found league champions sort of by default with Leal um, not managing to keep pace with us. Um, yeah but on the other hand I think if we win our last remaining games we can equal our highest ever points tally so it's sort of It's a bit of a strange one because we're... There you go. It feels like overwhelmingly negative, but at the same time, you can't look at this league campaign as a whole, particularly if we can find a little bit of form to end it with as anything other than some sort of qualified success. So I guess my sort of question to you guys in a roundabout way is, are we sort of... Is this kind of bad patch we're in at the moment sort of indicative of wider problems or is it something that we can get through and by the start of next season, it'll all be sort of water under the bridge? Um, we we'll us start with you again, Kose. Um,
1: I think this is a hard one, but for me, uh, this is just finishing the season. I think, uh, like Guillaume said before, the players are tired. Um, we failed to reach our objective this season. We managed to retain one of the biggest trophies, which of course is the league... Um, And which is, for me, the second most big thing that we can do after the Champions League. So I'm pretty okay with that. Um, But I think that that this this teaches us a good lesson of not starting the same 11 every game uh, for six straight months. Um, And then also, I I also think it, it teaches us that we can afford to rotate. And even if we lose, because we will lose, uh if we rotate because there are good teams in in ligon and we've seen that with Lille and and nantes and now uh montpellier that we we can easily lose against them uh when we're not at our best um i think it's it's a it's a it's a teaching that that says that we need to use this as a tool we need to use this league as a tool it 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 will prepare us it will test us um but we can also use it to to focus on other things uh, and the fact that they were players uh, starting these games when we were fifteen, twenty points ahead um, is not a. I, I don't think it's it's. Um, there's no explanation for it. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that you're just risking players um, for for trying to get more points. Which I I like the mentality behind that. I like that Tuchel mm-hmm. wants to go to every game and wants to win every game and and wants to put the game at the every game at the same importance. That's a mentality I love. Um, but I think we have to approach this with uh with care, and I think that whatever his compo is for the next of the season, whatever a uh, lineup he puts out there to play the rest of the games um you know they 're just running with proceedings uh we 'll see some additions to to see who 's trying to get a spot in the team next year, uh especially for young sisters yeah. and then after that, we start again
0: it 's really interesting because at the start of the season he was making quite a lot of changes um a lot of the time through necessity because we had the World Cup players coming back and blah, blah. But he does seem to have fallen into the trap of sort of not rotating as heavily as he m- maybe could have, in the, uh, particularly in the sort of early part of this year. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's 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 really difficult to sort of put your finger on how it's gone wrong. I kind of like think that they've just... The Man United games knocked them for six and then they've just sort of taken their foot off the gas a little bit because, well they didn't really need to they didn't really need that intensity the league was all but one wasn't it but it's it's hard to know with PSG because we've got this pattern of basically this kind of behavior in the past uh whether you know it's a, it's it's a symptom of something which which needs to be needs to be cured really um Guillaume, what do you uh, what do you think well how can i say that uh, briefly <laughs> um
2: we don't have, we, we have artists in this team. We don't have uh, water carriers and, and work horses. We had one, Matrini. Yeah. Who was both.
0: Miss you, Blaise, um, Still love never you. Never replaced. Yeah. Never, never replaced, replaced in my heart either.
2: We had um, a mental leader, uh, Mota. Uh, Bringing a little vibes also. Like, oh, you, you hurt my, my teammate? <laughs> Boom! There goes your knee. Oops. Hey, I didn't do anything. Ref. No, I just, uh, uh, yeah, okay. His knee is a little damaged, sorry. Zero card, Thiago Silva. We don't have that neither. And then look at our bench this season. That may be an explanation why rotation was limited <laughs> after a while. I mean we've seen games with Nkunku and Shupo up front.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I get and, that. And Dagba? And Dagba? Yeah, I, I get that, but to play Devil's Advocate, I think that a lot of the teams in League would probably be quite happy to have Nkunku and Chupo up front. Oh they are maybe. So would be. it should be enough to uh, that I don't think to, uh, I, get where, I, of, I get where I get where you're coming from that it's a big drop off from like Mbappé to keep promoting, obviously. But at the same time we should be able to get through some games with that sort of with those players. I don't know. Do other teams
2: manage to be really excellent teams with this type of players?
0: Yeah. I mean sometimes? No, I mean like obviously you wouldn't want them go if we were playing Leon or you know or Leah as we saw recently. Uh, you're going to be in trouble. with the, But I'm thinking for more, the sort of less high-profile games, that really we should have enough in our squad with the sort of, even with utilising the the young players and the academy players and the sainted Chupo, we should have enough to get some results <laughs> against the uh, the teams but down the table. The, the thing that really, really blows
1: my mind is how is it that I think Gonzalo gets and uh, Giovanni Lochevso destroy la liga week in and week out and we have to start in Kunku and Chupamoting. Like why why are we not keeping these players that would be much much better squad players than trying to put in, in players who are not performing?
2: We are not because a long story I mean uh, it's not like I have answers to all these questions but the core of the one of the core of the main problems we're having is the club bank on two players because there was an opportunity to get these guys at one point stars line up and they were like we can get Neymar oh my god we can get Neymar yeah they contacted us as you know we tried last season it didn't work so that was two seasons ago but this time Neymar entourage contacted Paris Saint-Germain. We can get Neymar. Oh my God! It's going to be 220 million, and it's going to cost about 100 million euros a year to Paris Saint-Germain. Let's do it. They go in there. Guess what? It looks like we can get Mbappé too. What? The same, the same transfer window. We can get Neymar and Mbappé. Yeah. Okay, great. So now we need a midfield. Oh no. I'm sorry? No, no midfield. No, you're going to get
1: uh,
2: Verati Rabio. And then, you know, we'll use uh, fullbacks. Uh, one of them is like 68 years old. It's okay. And then Draxler, but Draxler's an artist. When, you know, she hits the fan, there's no one there. Um, it's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. It's going to be just fine. Okay, no, it's not fine. Um, panic attack. The, uh, some people at FFP really look into accounting and were like, eh, you guys need to sell 60 million euros. Now, they sold Los Um for a song. Uh, we're going to have to sell again. We need to sell about 60 million worth of players this summer before we can think about uh, doing anything. Well, guess what? The, the Los Celso transfer was announced officially a few weeks ago, yeah. for 24 million euros. 60 minus 24. Good. Now we're going to have to sell Kurzawa, Meunier,
0: Krishovic, Haze. Good luck. Um, <laughs> I'd literally and, forgotten that he was still our player. I was thinking about him uh, the other day, and I was Nkunku. like, did he leave not or finished. not? Sorry. And
2: Kunku is going five, six players to hopefully be able to buy two midfields. Yeah. That's where we are guys. All all this, the players are beat up, look at the physicality of modern football. It's insane. Um, yes. like you said, Jose, we need to be to beat Ligand teams and destroy them. We need to perform, to be healthy, to be fit. Uh, we need our best players. Then we'll win five 0 no. Take Di Maria out. Oh we'll win two 0 no. Now there's no assist from Di Maria. Take Mbappé out. We'll win one no, yeah. Neymar, on a you know, a dribble thing. Take Neymar out. No no. Put the uh, and M- put the Kimpenbe in defence now. Oh yeah. no now and we're look, behind.
0: Suddenly we're minus one. <laughs> we're minus one. <laughs>
2: this
0: yeah. Is what Bless is him. yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. It does feel like you were saying earlier, it does feel like everything's kind of conspired against us to all like just you know, after the Man United game, just continue putting the booting the boot in at every opportunity. But I mean, so I think from your comments there, uh, Guillaume, it's sort of obvious where you think the problem stems from. I mean, do you think that do you think that there's any point changing any of the personnel at this stage? I'm thinking, should we be should we be uh, getting rid of Tuchel? I mean, should we be saying see you later, Antero? Should we? be thinking about nasa's position because i remember doing this podcast like this time last year i think and louis was on and his like uh his big thing was nasa should like be taken out of the spotlight at least for a year um and we know like ultimately that you know it's we know nasa's a psg fan and he's very passionate about the club even from before he was you know involved um in running it i mean do you think that is Maybe holding this back and that he's thinking like a fan too much, or yeah, what do you think? Do you think there's any point changing any of the personnel? Basically, so forget about NASA,
2: yeah, he's untouchable. Okay.
0: There's 300,000 Qatari
2: nationals. Uh, there's a reason why he's president of QSI <laughs> on the board, yeah, at QIA, president of Bean Sports, PM, yeah. On the board of Miramax Studios, president of the tennis, Asian Tennis Federation, or vice president. Uh, on the board, I, 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 uh, 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 yeah. No, so he's, staying, he's not. he's a great guy, but he's not a great president. He doesn't have the charisma, the drive, and the. Um, He's, he's a great executive, I think, but I don't I don't think he's a great president. Forget about him, he's thinking. That's no replacing. Enrique. Which club does not hate his sporting director?
0: <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I don't know. Maybe
2: the, the, the Porto people, the yeah, Porto fans. Them. And they may bitch because you know, they've been selling so many players and they could be better and they'll they can make it to the, the round of, of sixteen or sometimes quite a final of the Champions League. And then, (laughs) but everybody hates the sporting director. I hate Enrique. This is the role. We never know what happened last summer. It's, it's financial, um, financially connected. There's a, there was a financial problem. Um, Sure, he should have had a a, a, a plan C. He had only a plan A, a plan B. We ended up with Shupomoji, hey, uh, we had worse transfer season than last summer.
0: Remember yeah. the one yeah. the one before. The one which was so, f- the Krischovia window. Yeah.
2: And, <laughs> and his to replace Should yeah. replace Ibrahimovic and uh, <laughs> and and, and, and Matridi or you know, like Good times. Um, he's staying too. Um Schuchel, no, we shouldn't get rid of this guy nobody's perfect. Uh, he knows the modern game one of the reasons we fried too remember when um, two seasons ago three seasons ago when Fruitcake joined Emery, that was three seasons ago um, we're starting to see like September, October comes we're starting to see the team play differently being a lot more aggressive when they lose the ball, we're like wow uh, phenomenal defensive transitions like a like a curtain falling back. In the, we're like, whoa. And they get results. One game, two games, three games. Boom! They exploded physically. Ah, oh, They couldn't do it anymore. Um, the argument that League One is too easy is not entirely true, but it's not entirely wrong either. When you have technical players like this, you don't need that intensity all the time. Um, so they, 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 they were playing with a little bit less intensity, and Emery asked them to up the intensity to be more efficient during big, big games without real super athletes, without a great physical midfield to, to be the, the, the support of that. Um, We've been seeing the results of similar approach. This is a mystery hell. We've, we've seen overall an improvement in our defensive transition, in our attacking transitions, more uh, intensity overall, but this comes with a toll. And the toll, we're, we're observing it right now. It's like, oh my God, oh my God. The vicious circle, as Kim Penbe, who's, who's fried physically, and fried right now. So if you want to be a modern team, look at Ajax, the game they had. I mean, you, you know—I was keeping on that. The intensity they were putting in every, every phase of the game today was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I don't know enough about Ajax. Uh, what's their bench? How they rotated their players this season? I don't know. But if you don't do that, you will not have results in the Champions League. We do not have the players right now to do that. Um, when you ask a guy who's a little weak physically to, to play at 120% and, and go against big, strong athletes in the midfield on a regular basis, he will do it once, twice, and then he will explode physically. Why did, um, we, why did we lose? We didn't lose, but why Ren came back uh, as there were two goals down? Uh, Stefan tightened the lines and, and made his, his block as a solid 42, and grinded on us. And we started running out of steam, and physically we started we started losing duels. And they tipped the they tipped the scale, and they won. You have a Ndombele on the bench at that moment, Ndombele tight. You put this guy in, and you say kill. Must smash. It comes in, boom, 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 boom. Then he's the buffer. Then he absorbs that. Then our artists and this musical players can, you know, do their thing and, and, and use their technicality to, to get us out of trouble. We cannot do both. We do not have these players. We don't have these players. We do not have them. This is why it's happening. Yeah. So we do not have enough players, and we don't have this type of players. We need at least two next season. At least two midfielders. Um, the Herrera uh, rumors seem strong. Yeah. We need this guy. Is he a great, wonderful, fantastic midfielder? Hell no. He works his ass up on the pitch. No question asked. He comes in. He works, he works, he works, he works, he works. He's on, he's on, he's on, he's on. Do they Marquinhos had to come up from from uh, his central defense? Oh, miracle, he comes up. Oh, look, a duel is being won up by by uh, by Montpellier's uh, 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 box. By whom? By Marquinhos, because that's what he does. Then he loses the ball, counter-attack, kimpembe. <laughs> kimpembe and Donata like holy shit, and then they score the third goal. Marquinhos like you know, he was like, I don't care we lose this game, but we may win it. We're champions already. Yeah, so he goes help up front because we do not have this fucking type of player. Ah, God <sighs> the, This, you know, Jesus Christ. So can we, can we get this this some Even a mediocre sporting direction probably can do something about it. And guys, I'm, I'm, we will be a completely different team. Not completely, completely, but we will be amazed how things tip over when you have this type of players. Then they, 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 they give the support to our artists. Then we will see the Paris Saint-Germain being able to manage a game against a real serious opposition. We've done it only twice this season. In Napoli and uh, at Parc des Princes against Liverpool. I'm sorry, three times. In Manchester, Manchester as well, yeah. I don't know how tired they were after these games. they were probably completely completely fired because when you ask a, a guy like Verati, who's I mean you know, to give this amount of physicality, you're going to break him. Yeah. And they did it, and then <sniffs> done. So I'm sorry, yeah. I'm getting.
0: I quite enjoyed awesome. that, that little, uh, yeah. that little uh, monologue. If we get
2: two of these guys,
0: two more midfielders, we'll, uh, you reckon?
2: Two, two solid workhouse, uh, international level, will be a completely different team. Completely different team.
0: I've been for the last few minutes. I've been imagining uh, Tango and Dembele um, as the Incredible Hulk, and it's been making me laugh <gasps> in the head, <laughs> <laughs> just don't like going green go and like smashing people
2: I don't think we're gonna get him every no. every every fifteen months in for good reasons is absolutely
0: phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, amazing player. Um, uh,
2: if if don't get him but we get Allen instead and Herrera
0: will be will be in the check Yeah. Very good yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um so I think that's a a kind of emphatic no to uh to changing uh the no, coach. No, no. um I mean Kose, what are your feelings on the sort of on Tuchel's position and also the, the sort of hierarchy at the club? Do you think we've do you think we can be successful with this set or more successful with this setup in place or is it time for to shake things up a bit? Um,
1: I think I mean honestly, I would have to I have have to agree with Guillaume. Uh I don't think none of us are perfect. Um, but you know, we're trying. Um I personally love Nasser. I love him. Uh he is always watching the games, always present, gives comments acts on the club. Um, he managed to get himself into the review committee. Um, yes. I mean, he's just my hero. He's my hero. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: he's my hero. Um, Yeah,
0: he's but good, at, then, good at tennis.
1: Then, uh, Tuchel, I like him. He has a strong mentality. He knows what he wants, um, and he knows how to put that on the field. Uh, but I also think, of course, he has his mistakes. He has his lackings. Um, he's a lot more reactive than many of the other coaches we've had, um, which is kind of interesting to say because he failed to react in the most important yeah. stages this season. Um, but but he he can do it. He can do it. Um, and Antero, I think for I wouldn't mind see him gone. Um, but it is true that that he already knows the club. He's already been with us. He has some connections um, and. Give or take, he's managed to bring on good players. So, uh, if we give him another chance, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Either.
0: Yeah, it's I I think I broadly agree with you. I wouldn't be looking to change coach. I think only in the circumstances where uh, Pochettino was available and strongly indicating that he wanted to join us, that might change the scenario. But assuming that's not the case, I would.
1: Where's my favourite coach? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: then we're, you know, we're we're well off with Touchell. I think my only word of caution would be that we sort of, I think we gave Emery a little bit of a free pass in his first season as well, uh, thinking that the second season would be better. That he had more of a handle on it, and it never really happened. So hopefully, Touchell will prove himself to be a better caliber of coach uh, the magician than the uh, than the, uh, the fruitcake uh, as uh, I will now be uh, I will now be calling uh, Unai from now on um, we've actually just um, we've uh, we put a call out for questions on Twitter um, yesterday and um, thank you to all you guys who follow at PSG talk on Twitter uh, really appreciate your support and your you know listening to the podcast and uh, reading the articles on the site um, there's a couple of questions on this theme which I thought might be quite interesting to explore Um I think. Uh, uh, well, we'll see what you guys think. Um, one of them uh, comes from PSG fans in the USA, which um, hi guys. Um, they ask, "Would we already have a UCL title in the bag if Blanc was never fired?" hashtag Deep thoughts. So, uh, I want to hear your hashtag Deep thoughts on that question. Um, do you think if if Lolo was still uh, still in charge, Old Larry White, would we have a Champions League by now? Uh, Kose, you can you can answer that one.
1: Um, all right. First First, first of all, I want to start saying that I love Loren Block. Like, I couldn't be happier that we changed coaches. But I was like, when he was in, I was like number one fanboy. I absolutely adored him. I know he was very limited in his tactical qualities. But he was such a great man management person. He was incredible with the media, incredible with the players. He made Slatan do what he said, um, which is, I think something that blows my mind. Um, but <laughs> <That's great>. I, <laughs> for, for, for all of the credit that he has, because I think he is a great manager for many other reasons. That is not his tactical prowess. Um, I don't think we would have a champions league with him because we've talked about it many times. We've, we've reviewed him. Um, Loren Blanc is an amazing politician. He knows how to handle people. He knows how to, he knows how to, how to move people in a way that, that works out for him. um, but but he was never able to establish a football identity. He was never able to establish. Um, oh well, he established a football identity, but it wasn't a football identity that he was able to keep up or that he was able to to pull through in the worst of circumstances. We all know the Manchester City game where he tried that five three five two um, out of fight basically, um, and I I I just don't don't see him. I think he's an incredible. Uh, person when it when it comes to dealing with players' emotions and dealing with issues and and issues that affect him directly, but just tactically, I think he wouldn't have been able to pull, for example, the tactical masterclass that Tuchel pulled off in Manchester. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's it. I mean, it is interesting because since he's left, obviously, our Champions League performances have regressed uh, considerably. But um, you might that might be a sort of. <laughs>
1: Uh, he also he might, healthy, so I'll
0: give him that that's true yes, yeah, that, yeah good times um, yeah Guillaume what, what do you think um, uh, are we in an alternate universe with uh, with Blanc at the helm are we celebrating our you know third Champions League in a row this season or uh, or what no <laughs> we
2: will not have in a Champions League with, with Laurent Blanc at the helm Um I mean, you, you give uh, Lewis Hamilton a 1984 yeah. Chevy Chevelle. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's not going to win the, the Formula 1, Grand, any Grand Prix. or World Championship. Um, no. Nothing to add to what Cosé said. Uh, decent coach, for sure. He, he had done great with Bordeaux. Good team uh, management in terms of man management. Because of his figure, or because of his, um, he knows yeah. players really well, he yeah. respect them, he has authority. But tactically, come on. <laughs> come on, come on. No, no, no. Okay.
0: All no,
2: right. we've seen for the first time, and Chelody, we never really had him because the, the team was a complete yeah. construction. It was designed on, on, a, on a drawing board, you know, um, and he was, he was trying things. But you see the difference in in tactical mastery between Tuchel and in any any other coach we have. So if you give this guy a real competitive team, yeah, yeah. and will he ever get one at Paris Saint-Germain? Well, this summer is going to be uh, something to witness, guys. It's the most important, by far the most important summer in Paris Saint-Germain's last 20 years. So
0: we'll see. But no, 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 no Laurent Blanc winning. <laughs> no Laurent Blanc winning the Champions League. OK, no. fine. I kind of agree with you, to be honest. I think we've discussed that the um, the sort of decline of our midfield options. I mean, when Blanc was doing well and we had Mota Verratti, Matuidi working in perfect harmony, obviously made things a bit easier for him uh compared to our current uh options um we also had a question from terry who we sometimes have on the podcast we haven't had him on for a while so hi terry hope you'll be oh, back nice soon uh he asks do we play any better under two than we did under emery uh now we'll come to the fruitcake correspondent second on this one i think so uh Kose, what do you uh what do you think you 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 think we've you think we've moved on since since emery left
1: Oh yes, 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 yes. And I was never happy with uh with the arrival of Emery. Um, especially because I used to love Lauren Blanc, so I yeah. didn't want to see him. There. <laughs> um but but he he did bring something new to the team and I think that the thing and this is what I always tell people when they ask me about Una Emery is I tell them he's a great tactician. He knows what he's doing, he knows he's played, he is he's um he he has a sickness he, he he can't stop watching football he can't stop watching soccer he needs to to understand how systems work how players work how formation works he's incredible at that um and i think we all saw it when in his first game he absolutely dismantled uh leon with ben arfa as a number 9 so i think i think that that there is a very very big strong uh case to be made in favor of unai Emery. he's doing things at arsenal that is comparable to the things that are being done at Chelsea, at United, with much, much, much less money and much less squad as well. Um, so there is a, a a big case that's that's that can be made in favor of Unai Emery. But in reality, I think that the biggest flaw Emery ever had was that he was never able to convince his players and he was never able to transmit that idea into the field. And I think you can see that more than ever now that Tuchel's in... Um, because when Emery was at the helm, yeah, we saw the amazing Lyon game. We had incredible games like the Barcelona game. Yeah. Um, but then at the end of the day, players pretty much played to what they knew. They ganged up on him. Uh, there was drama about what was if, was he telling players what to do, were players telling him what to do, um, and that never happened with Tuchel. Tuchel, immediate Neymar, who I think is probably one of the players that is hardest to deal with in our locker yeah. room immediately got behind him. They, you know, is my coach. I go celebrate with my coach. I go give him a hug because he is the guy I believe in. And I think that is the main reason why Tuchel is above Emery.
0: Okay. No, I think that's, uh, I think, fair points. Uh, uh, Guillaume, anything to add on that one? I think you've made you, it Yeah, you've got to reverse
2: uh, the order of, of people uh, speaking because I cannot add anything to what he said. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, like Cossé said, exactly. Um, okay. Yeah, no, it's, 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 I think... Um,
1: you're, you're flattering me, you're flattering no,
2: me. No, no, I mean, uh, great, sure. But no, you're completely right. Um, in many ways, Emery is the anti-Laurent Blanc. Yeah. Uh, tactically, he's proven since Arsenal, especially for me, because I, uh, no. I used to be very excited by him, and then, oh my God, no. Yeah, I mean, he's got yeah, the yeah. charisma of a, of a bidet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Wow like cold and the only time he's gonna show some, some feelings is when he's feeling poorly. You know his faces, like yeah. if you go to Google image, <laughs> like Emery, <laughs> like whoa, okay. Uh, Blanc was great with mind management and an awful tactician. Emery was awful with man management. As proving that he's a very decent tactician, even if Somehow at Paris Saint Germain was like, okay, attacking players, do your thing. Like, don't you want to supply them properly? <laughs> so, like, Neymar gets the ball and he's on the wing and he's stopped like this and he's got eight pit bulls around him, o- opposition players. <laughs> what do you want him to do? And over and over and over and over again. We've supplied, well, Mbappe had, has helped a bit, but we've supplied our attacking players better under Tuchel. You see systems, little, like, little hints. This is working. There's a little, it looks a bit rehearsed. And when we are on, and it happened just a few games this season, when we're feeling good in our head, physically, mentally, all of our players are there, and we have a bench. Wow, yeah. guys, remember that. I mean, I'm sorry to say the, 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 the game, and it's, it's, I'm going to feel really hard to talk again about the Manchester game, but at Old Trafford, remember the game we had. Mm. I had never seen Paris Saint-Germain play like this, even, the, even in, the, in the 90s, a mastery like this. We've done it only, only once. Napoli wasn't. No, we have no, but that game we've never played like this before. So we reached, I mean, you know, in my podcast, I was like, We're there, can we stay there? And then, oh, ah, no, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> we've never reached that, and he's done it without again, I'm repeating myself the players that really yeah. need to do that, yeah, yeah and, yeah, and I hear you.
0: stay there, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. two shell,
2: yeah, two shell I, I'm a huge way. fan excellent
0: i like it okay and i uh, just to let you know if you're not watching the podcast on youtube you are missing some cracking facial expressions i tell you like oh. just go to the google i'm not sure what our youtube channel name is but just look it up it's worth it um uh anyway um we'll go back to you george for a couple of last questions on um, transfers um had one in from um, Krishnan uh, Chandra, who asks about the goalkeeping situation at PSG and mm. just what what we should be doing because obviously the um, we've had some uh, reports initially that Buffon was going to get offered a new deal. Now it seems like maybe he's not going to get one. His form's been a bit up and down. Aviola, we know all about. he has got a mistake in him. So, what do you guys think we should do about the goalkeeping position next season? uh should we be looking for someone else should we be keeping what we've got what would you what would you do in the uh, if you were in charge uh we'll start with Guillaume on that one we can't afford uh, a
2: a good goalkeeper
0: so we
2: this would be great but we can't not 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 until we sell mbappe which we will in a year so um do you think? No, we can't. Ooh, oh, oh, news. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Mbappé's gone next season. End of next season. Um, yeah, we... Yeah, Buffon... Oh, ay yeah, 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 yeah. That didn't work out. No. ay oh, yeah, yeah. He was hired exactly to not
0: do what he did against yeah. Manchester. This, this <laughs> is what...
2: Hired for... Exact opposite yeah. of what he did. Exactly the opposite of what he
0: did. This is what yeah. happens when you hire some old guy. I said it last summer, ah! and I finally been proved correct. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway. That's a, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying anyway. So, what would you? So, would you? Is Ariola number one next season um, for you, or would you bring, uh, you know? I mean, if Buffon
2: um, goes. We are in big trouble. Um, I would keep Areola and uh, promote Decan um, goal number two. Okay. He's a decent keeper. You know, he's ne- never going to... Uh, he's not world class, but he's a good, he's a good keeper. Yeah. Decan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. That's the way to go. So yeah. Areola Buffon or Areola Decan. Okay. They may sell Decan. They may have to sell him. Oh, my God. I hope not. So, there. Okay. We can...
0: No, money. No, no new goalkeepers coming in uh, from Guillaume. Uh, Kose, what's your, what's your take on the goalkeeping situation?
1: Um, I mean, I love Buffon. When he came in, I was extremely happy for the signing. I think he is an incredible experienced uh, leader in our squad. I do think that there's holes in the theory, <laughs> especially after <laughs> Guillaume said that I agree completely. He was brought in to do that one thing um, that he didn't do. And that he massively undid. <laughs> in the, um, But yeah, I mean, I would love to see him extended one more year. I would love to see him stay with us, keep talking to Mbappe, keep talking to Neymar, be that figure, be the world champion, uh, and be the goalkeeper that he is. But I think that it is unacceptable that he is the starter next season. Mm-hmm. And I already think it was unacceptable that he was starting this season. Yeah. Um, because I was like, "All right, okay, it's fine. I can take it." You know, they're switching spots. Uh, it used to be like, um, I can't remember this other team that I used to watch all the time that they didn't have a starting goalkeeper. They would just like switch it out every time. Yeah. Um, and I used to love that system because I felt like it kept both on their feet. Both mm-hmm. were trying to 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 prove their best. Both were having incredible seasons. They were, I, I think, in December or January, the two most unbeaten keepers in Europe were both Ariola and Buffon. Yeah. Uh. Um, they were they were having incredible seasons. Um and then uh, oh okay. Uh, we're you know, we have a decimated squad. He starts Buffon in the return in the first leg against United. Um but then we're winning 2 0 and I said it once and I said it twice. Ariola has to start, Ariola has to start. They've been dividing their games and now they're not. Um and I think and I think Ariola's been unfairly awarded that number two spot and he's also world champion. And I think he should be a started for good from now on. Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. I remember you saying that actually ahead of the second leg and uh, in Mm. hindsight would have been quite a good move, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to add to what you guys said. I completely agree. I mean, I'm fairly ambivalent on Buffon, but if he is staying around, then I don't think he should be uh, starting many games, really. Certainly not important ones. Um, And uh, I've just got to apologize. That question actually came from Joseph on Twitter. So sorry, Joseph. Um, because I'm going to ask Krishnan's uh, question now which is about the other end of the pitch um about Edison Cavani um obviously there's been a bit of speculation that he might leave I think Paris United in one of their big uh, sort of news uh, downloads on Twitter suggested that we were going to try and move Cavani on at the end of the season um and Krishnan asked would PSG be better off keeping Cavani for another year so that we could spend money elsewhere rather than moving him on and then having to buy another striker to fill the gap so uh yeah uh, Guillaume, I mean, what do you, what are your thoughts on Cavani's future? Do you think he'll be here next season? Uh, I assume you'd like him to be because I know you're a big, big fan of his.
2: Um, it's a win-win situation, I think. Uh, he's, he's getting older and older, not younger and younger, <laughs> and he still has breaking news. Uh, make some money. We would make some money selling him. He's not perfect up front with Neymar and Mbappé. But we've seen a Paris Saint-Germain without Cavani. How many crosses? I mean, Mbappé, you can, you can cross 200 times on Mbappé. He's never going to catch, what, 5% yeah. of them? Yeah. He has very little presence in a box. Uh, that's kind of an issue. So we, you know, and, and it's not true promoting that, that added... <laughs> resolve
0: oh, the problem man. oh my god oh man sorry to interrupt but that the the miss in the Strasbourg game which unfortunately is too far back for us to cover uh in depth but i was in france at the time and the next day they literally had a five minute article on the news it was called le Coupe de Toupeau. it was literally just all about that miss, and like they had they were just interviewing loads of people and i was just like i had my head in my hands and i was like oh no anyway yeah. sorry that was a uninterrupted um, the, the transfer situation is, um,
2: is play by ear, really. There's opportunities happening one way or the other. We can get Neymar. Oh, this big club is interested by Cavani. And when this information comes, well, you gauge where you are and what you need. So if we can sell Cavani for 40, oh, my God, is. We all love him. Some fans don't, but I'll, I'm one of the ones who absolutely love him. And I'd be really sad if he it is. But if there's a great opportunity, maybe, maybe this season, this transfer window is the proper, the right one to sell him. Okay. Um, and and we, we, you know, we'll never replace him. Yeah, it's going to be someone else. But he may. If, and if he stays, it's great. Okay. Awesome. So awesome, not awesome, sad if he goes, but it will help the club financially. Yeah. And uh, if he stays, wonderful.
0: And just briefly, would you look to replace him with a player of a similar profile in terms of that physicality and that sort of aerial presence? Or would you try and get by and maybe change the way we play a bit so that... No, we need a
2: we need a guy who knows how to play in the box. Yeah. Who knows how to move a defense. Yeah. We need a pure nine. Um Pepe is super interesting because he can yeah, do both. He can yeah, play yeah, like yeah. Neymar a bit or Mbappé, and then he can play like a nine. Yeah. But same thing as Endon I, I mean, think... he's going to go for 70, 80 million yeah.
0: euros. And the thing with those players is that if, Lille, if we want to buy him, Lille will probably put a premium on the price because it's us. Yeah, exactly that. Of course. Uh, rather, I mean, they're going to the sell premium him abroad, for, wouldn't they? Yeah. Any, yeah. any rich club, yeah. an EPL club wants Yeah. Pepe. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah true. Um, yeah, Kose, What's your sort of? What do you think of the Cavani situation? Do you keep him or do you sell him? Would you replace him? What would you What would you do?
1: Um, I mean, I'm also an inc- an incredible, incredibly passionate Cavani fan. Um, and for me, what really makes it is his worth work, his work ethic. Yeah. Um, I think he, I I can't remember against who it was, but I still remember that one game. Um, where he tracked back the whole pitch. Like he was running full speed the whole pitch. Um and then made the interception uh that made us get the ball back. So that and that's something that we don't see much nowadays. Yeah. Um it's something very, very valuable. So I have to agree with Guillaume. If he leaves, I'm gonna be so so sad. Um he's yeah. an incredibly talented player, humble, um he he knows what he's going for, he knows what his plan is. Um, which I love. Uh even, you know, looking past his yeah. you know, pre reputation of missing sitters <laughs> and whatever. Um, which he's gotten a lot better at ever ever since Laten left. But but I still think, you know, he's not perfect. I have to agree with Guillaume. If there if we're gonna sell him um for profit and for actual use, it has to be now. Um, because he's just bordering that age and He's still a world-class striker, he's still an international player, uh, and he still can start in any team in the world. Yeah. Um, but we don't know for how long he can keep that up, uh, and he won't be like that. A player that depends so much on his physical prowess won't be playing at that level in three years. Yeah. So if we are going to sell him, we need to sell him now. Um, but for me, I, I honestly would like to keep him because I don't see any obvious replacements um, and he's just i for me he's he's part of the identity of our club yeah
0: he is it, it's a, it'll be a real sad loss when he does leave eventually and um yeah, again, I think you guys have summed it up really well. I think I can see the pros and cons of it, and yeah, I guess we'll just have to wait and uh and see what happens uh i've got a uh I've got a whole folder on my phone dedicated to pictures of Cavani with various different animals um goats and uh, dogs and things which i'm i'm planning to unleash on the day he leaves so i uh, can look forward to that on social media hey, um guys uh I'm going to
2: have to go pick up my daughter at school and if I'm late, I'm sorry. I had a podcast about Paris Saint-Germain. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think.
0: I'm not sure. Yeah. When these sort of, uh, when social services come around to uh, find out where you are, then they're probably not going to accept that. Okay. Well, sorry, Guillaume's daughter, if you're listening, if we've made your dad late. Um, And uh, yeah, all that remains for me to say is thanks guys for joining me. It's been really fun. uh, Despite the circumstances. Uh, Thank you everyone for listening visit the website read our articles visit our patreon page etc etc you know the drill and we'll speak to you soon all right bye